Hello, and welcome back to Belmont Bunch. This week on Belmont Bunch, uh, Tom, my co-host, and I are going to be talking about the New York Islanders, as we do every week, um, because there's always more stuff to talk about when it comes to the Islanders. So, Tom, how about those Islanders? Yeah, a pretty fun bounce-back week. Um, Elias Rokin going off with two shutouts, winning me my fantasy game single-handedly, but also getting the Islanders back to a spot where this road trip is starting to feel okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We know it's a very long road trip, so much so that the NHL had to build in kind of a bye week into the the first half of this. uh, We are in the midst of a bye week right now. And then I think there's also... You know, like the week after next, they so got three days. Off. They have a lot of like three days off kind mm-hmm. of between between things going on. Mm-hmm. But it's nice. It gives us a chance to kind of break down this road trip bit by bit. And next week will be funny because we'll only have one game. But I, I do, you know, it gives us a good opportunity to, you know, uh, in little chunks talk about the team. And uh, I guess we can, I guess before we go into it, I guess we'll touch on the, the, the Blackhawks stuff uh, very quickly. Because um, we'll see, you know, like, I, uh, I feel like some people are extremely equipped to talk about this stuff. And I don't want to not talk about it. So I'll at least say um, that. So we filmed this Wednesday night and Coach Quenville coached tonight for the Panthers. And I do feel for the Panthers players because they are just caught in this now uh, in the middle of a 7-0 and start. Um you know, they deserve a lot of credit, and I, I hope, you know, this doesn't ruin their season. But, uh, like, I don't know how the NHL allowed him to coach tonight. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that are saying, like, oh, you can't, you know, it, innocent until proven guilty. But, um, you know, your business, I feel like, for, like, at minimum for optics' sake, you have to be like, okay, we got to take this seriously. This coach could have helped aid in a bed you know a um someone who is reading from the article again uh convicted was convicted of fourth degree criminal sexual conduct in 2013 with a student so that's not even up for debate that is like he's a registered sex offender and we're seeing this um you know dispersal of all the people that were in management positions at the blackhawks at that time and um you know, I think it's it was easier for the Blackhawks to do because, oh, they're all so bad, so we can get rid of the guy because we're all so bad. You know, I think the real thing here, the brave thing for is for the teams that are good that have these people in positions of leadership uh, to really look at letting them go, you know, if they're involved, if they're proven to be involved. And in Quenville's case, it doesn't look good because uh, Kyle Beach is alleging that they had meetings, um, you know, in – the coach's uh, office. So like it's, it, it sounds virtually impossible for the coach not to have heard about this. And I think at minimum with that breaking today, he should have probably been on leave, even if it was paid leave. Cause he's meeting with the NHL tomorrow. He's meeting with the commissioner. So I feel like in, you know, if you were already planning that meeting, maybe don't let him coach tonight uh, because it could look pretty bad in retrospect. And also, you know, I don't want someone uh, in the game that 
that you know could could hurt somebody like this by hiding stuff. Um, so I guess that's my my quick thing about the Blackhawks, uh, and I hope Kyle Beach is doing okay. He's still playing, you know, he's still playing. He's playing in Germany. I'm very happy that he's still able to have a career uh, in hockey after dealing with with this situation. And um, yeah, I just hope everything's working out for him in Germany. He's got a girlfriend over there, so yeah. Um, that's my I guess my my take on the Blackhawks situation. Um, and I guess we'll move right into. Uh, the Islanders then. Yeah. Uh, so we have three games that we're going to talk about pretty quickly because we already did our, our recaps that are available on the channel that you can see or listen to on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want to look at my face, which is fair today, I didn't shave because today is kind of my weekend day. Um, so the Columbus game, um, it was the start of them coming out of that early season funk, but they weren't quite there yet. They did. I'm, I'm looking at now on ESPN, the Islanders have started to get the body going in terms of hitting. They out hit Columbus 26 to 11. Holy crap. So, yeah. And, and um, you know, we'll, we'll look at the other two games hits, but the Islanders, I think, are starting to assert themselves physically. Um, the offense is starting to get going and the goaltending is starting to come around. Defense is still kind of up in the air, you know, like um, on that Chara, left side. Yeah. Uh, Green has looked better. Yeah, Green has partner. looked a lot better this week, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, Chara, he's back, he's, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I, th- I thought Chara looked better, but uh, you know, obviously, it's still easy at the moment to uh, to get yeah, on him because he's he's the weak link, even if yeah. he's playing well. Um, but Green looked better playing with Dobson because he's used to that, and that worked last year. Um, and you know, man, I I feel bad for Scott Mayfield right now because. I don't feel like he's playing too bad. Well, he, like he scored Mayfield, a goal in this game. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was good to see him jump up in the play. And the yeah, Islanders that was an defense. awesome. That was like, like I, I was, I remember watching that play and legitimately being surprised. I was like, what is Scott Mayfield doing there? And then it just, you know, he pinched at the exact right time. So yeah. And, and he got a little bit of luck, but we need the defense to pinch in like that uh, when they can. The, yeah. The deflect it off thing. a skate right into the, yes. Into the net, yeah. yeah. Um, the danger, you know, there's always going to be a danger of a counterattack if you mishandle the, the puck when you pinch. Uh, but I feel like the structure and also just the responsibility of your, you know, partner, um, you know, if you're pinching in, somebody's going to be dropping back for you for, uh, mm-hmm. most of the time. And it's also up to you to know when you can pinch and have backup and when you're taking a big risk. And Mayfield, I think, has been doing a good job, um, surprisingly offensively which is not usually something in his game, except, you know, in the playoffs last year, he was pretty decent offensively. So it's nice to see him carry that over. I thought, remember last year, he was kind of my whipping boy. Oh, yes. Um, and he, I, I, in the playoffs, I loved him. And mm-hmm. I, I see a little bit of that playoff performance in him in the regular season well, now. This and I is, hope that stays. This is something I wonder a lot about with the trot system. It's like, does it squash up, uh, you know, some players' offensive instincts? especially defense, defense mm-hmm. players. Like, I mean, I don't know if this is a good example, but, you know, when Taves was playing for the team, it's like Taves is now playing. You good? Yeah, <laughs> Taves, I kicked my mic. Taves is now like an offensive all-star, defensive 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 offensive all-star, whatever, for the Avalanche. You know, it's like. <laughs> I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> um, you know, so, like, he, I guess he always had that, you know, but it's it's been, been able to 
flourish a lot better in the Avalanche mm-hmm. system than you know. Yeah, I, the he's Islanders. also playing. He's playing with Kale McCarr, who's one of the best offensive defensemen uh, defensemen in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think part of it is just going to a different team structure. Yeah, one that's better offensively, and um, I don't. I don't. You know, like that team uh, is a great regular season team. I do think the Islanders have shown in the playoffs mm-hmm. the last few years that Colorado hasn't gotten past the second round. Um, yeah, what's up with I that? Think, yeah, I, I hmm? think there's something to be said Why about the Why don't you Islanders. tell me? Oh, well, <laughs> they're not good enough defensively, and their goaltending isn't to the level the Islanders is, so I think that's the difference there. And, you know, um, the the Islanders, I, it's something that I watched the Amazon documentary about the Leafs this past week, and mm. it was about the Leafs' previous season, last year when they blew the 3-1 lead to Montreal. And throughout the year, um, they... They just they weren't scoring what they called playoff type goals. Those greasy, ugly goals that you score mm-hmm. more in the playoffs because in the playoffs, the let's be honest, the rules are different. Like people are allowed to get away with more in the playoffs because the referees play by a different playbook or, or rule book. And so once the playoffs start, the goals tend to be uglier because the skaters don't get to just walk in. Um that's the Islanders luckily, I feel, play that way in the regular season. Uh, where they're ready to score those ugly goals. Look at the Scott Mayfield goal, like we said. Um, and even the Barzal goal, even though it was a snipe, uh, yeah, that's, that's... we had like five five guys in front of the net there. Wait, which goal? What? Uh, I don't remember that the, play. The one in the Columbus game. Um, so e- even Andy Green was screening the goalie. It was like, where? Where? Uh, how did Andy Green get down low? Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> But um, no, because I was th- I, I was thinking of the because he scored on in the Vegas game, yes. Barzil on the on a really sharp angle shot against mm-hmm. Leonard. That's what I was thinking of. So I don't remember that goal that Barzil did uh, had, but mm-hmm. but whatever. Also, also top corner. Yeah, he was uh, he's, shopping in the toy store. Yeah, if you know what I mean. He, he's been a fan of the toy department so far. And I like calling it holiday. the <laughs> I like calling it's it the toy store day. Fair enough. Yeah, we just it's cut each other that. off. I'm yeah. cutting you off again. I'll say it. I'll say it for a fifth time. Uh, he, it's not even Christmas season and he's shopping in the toy department already. Yes. <laughs> we got it. There we, we go. got it. All right. Um, um I was, I, I don't know if I said this, uh, while we're recording, but, um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had made like a Jersey that said toy store on the back <laughs> and so now i love calling because i was like so confused i was like i didn't get it and then i asked you and then you were like oh toy department i was like oh duh you know um yeah. i guess i just couldn't fit department on the back of it yeah, and probably. i just thought so now i like saying the toy store because it's so silly anyway just put toy db de i know pt and it's one more letter i know, and, I know. but you're paying by the letter um <laughs> So uh, I guess we'll move on. I, I, okay, before we move on to Arizona, very quickly, the game-winning goal. Uh, first of all, Sorokin played fine. Uh, the goals weren't really his fault, and the game winner uh, by Line, just like we. So it was three on three OT, and right, it was easy for it to look like I think it was Chara's fault. That was or no, sorry, Lee, because Lee was the guy closest. Oh, mm-hmm. how could he get around Lee? But the other two Islanders on the ice were on the wrong side of that play. So Lee's backup just like disappeared. And then all of a sudden, oh no, it's one of the league's best snipers with a wide open chance. So not much that you could do. It was a frustrating loss because it felt like the Islanders were building on something, but the next two games showed that they were building on something. Mm -hmm. And that was just an unfortunate loss. 
And Columbus has been pretty good so far, so we got to give them their credit. We got to visit the desert next for two games in the Southwest. Two late games in the Southwest. Yes. We got the Yotes um, first, and this one was interesting. You were overwatching this game. Mm -hmm. Wasn't the most eventful game ever. Very classic Islanders. Which is odd because we scored a goal in each period. Yeah. Yeah. um, And shout out to the second line. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, the second line finally got going, and it's funny. It got going with Bailey not on it. So everybody was on to Bailey. Right. We'll complete the character arc after the Vegas game. (laughs) Yes. um, Everybody was on Bailey because, oh, look, Nelson gets a goal. Bo gets a goal. That line starts to look good with Palmieri on it. And somehow, and I tweeted it as a joke, but uh, the Islanders promoted Bailey to the first line after being terrible the first few games. And I was like, he got promoted. (laughs) Um, But... I, I know last year Bailey had some success on the first line, so I'm sure Barry was going based off that. I was just looking to make it funny. But uh, it did end up working out because I guess that third line has been so effective, uh, which at that time was Pajot, um, Wallstrom, and Parise. And that did get shook, shook up mm-hmm. uh, because those guys, those wingers ended up playing with Barzal. Yeah. And it's funny, the lines have been in a blender so far. But it's been working. See, I gotta but, give Trotz a lot of credit. Yeah, and that's the thing that we, I think you and I go back on back and forth on, where it's just like, oh, it's cool that it's working and stuff. But it's like that is generally something that we've seen from Trotz when he's in desperation mode, when the team's like really looking for the win, and so it's like is it's worrying that we're already kind of doing that. But I think I think it kind of goes back to you know we have a few new players on the team, which obviously happens pretty much every season. So it's like just finding out how things work together the best mm. uh you know and i don't know you said i think you said it tends to keep players on their toes mm. um or i think i've just heard that before i don't know i don't know if it was from you uh which um i don't know i guess they just don't want to get too comfortable right you know what i mean yeah. getting too yeah. comfortable with your line mates and then not being like thinking that that line mate will do work or something like that you know yeah i do think at some point um they're gonna want to settle down uh, the line mm-hmm. stuff oh just yeah to, i would hope so to let guys build up chemistry a little bit better but um, I, I talked about that specifically on the, on the defense being something where they're, yeah. I, I'm more worried about it on the defense because the forwards are finding a way on defense. Uh, there's still some questions about the structure and even though the last, I mean, they get two shutouts to end this week, but a lot of that was Sorokin and yeah. a lot of it might've just been playing the Arizona coyotes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sure that Andrew Ladd was going to score in this game. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, the reason that I was going to say I'm more worried about it on defense is because I feel like Trotz is trying to tell Lou, hey, I can't find a place for Chara where he's good. Might yeah. be time to, you know, it, it's very early, but I would love to see at some point either Aho get his shot, even though I'm not a big Aho guy because he's very offensive as a defenseman, not very defensive, and that's not our system. But uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd At least a shot. Like, Get a look, see what he looks like. If that doesn't work out, I want to see at some point this year Robin Salo, who was the guy that I wanted on the team coming into the year. Mm-hmm. He's had a really good start in Bridgeport, so I th- I feel like at some point we're going to have to see him. If Chara doesn't get better and Salo keeps doing well in Bridgeport, I, I feel like the shoe, you know, the the, the foot's going to have to drop. And uh, the Chara thing is fun as a meme, um, but it's not fun when he's committing penalties away from the puck, and we'll get to that. Yeah. 
But um, uh, yeah, Cal Clutterbuck scores. Yeah, uh, great shot. We know Clutterbuck can do that. Um, Nelson on the power play, no less in this economy. Um, <laughs> and Beauvillier. So yeah, just exciting to see the team structurally mostly look good, mm-hmm. uh, even against a bad team. It's good practice. And Sorokin looking very calm, very ready, not overdoing his movements like I thought he did in the first couple games. Uh, And it's putting him in a better position to make saves. I'm not a goalie coach, but that's what I get from the eye test. Um, Yeah, and uh, uh, continuing building the narrative, we had 37 hits in this game. Yeah. That's insane to to the Coyotes 26. I think we're making teams uncomfortable now we're doing a good job <laughs> yeah <making teams. laughs> yeah we're just I gonna mean, bully them uh, we don't need to play the islanders too bad too much right and that transitioning into the vegas game that culminated in a 44 hit outburst against vegas Holy we had 44 shit. hits to their 19 that's insane vegas is a team that isn't afraid to hit although their lineup is depleted right now uh, they have keegan colasar on their fourth line um who is a tough guy and gets a lot of hits the islanders bullied them in that regard and now vegas bullied us at the final shot totals but it did feel mostly like one of those games where the islanders get out shot but it doesn't feel like it it feels more like the shots are coming from the outside and mm-hmm. they're from manageable places yeah right right um, right i um bailey bailey had a great game so we'll complete that character arc uh josh bailey has his best game of the year by far uh, he gets the first goal after working hard along the boards, getting it to Pajot, and then finishing off the rebound. Like, great job, Bailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he factored into the Barzal goal. He gets the assist. Um, ironically, Josh Bailey, I think, leads the team in points right now. Um, he does. No, that's what he are does. you serious? He, I think he has, Holy so I crap. Think he has a, goal, a goal and three assists. Let's see. The score, oh, the my is- God, you're right. The scoring's been kind of spread out, which is the way that we do it. Like, right. you know, and he is also, a minus three, though. Weirdly, yeah. I think it was worse, though. He's he's getting. You yeah, know, I think it was. Uh, I it might have actually been a minus three. That doesn't make sense. Though. Well, he picked up two pluses in this game. Right, and he definitely didn't get any minuses in the Arizona game, and yeah. we only lost by any... one in the in the right in the Blue Jackets Col- game. So. Yeah, so. So he's, tre- you know, eh. the team's trending in the right way that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't believe he has oh, yeah, four points. Yeah. Well, uh, we were talking about this. We don't have a lot of assists so far. Right. So our, We've had a lot our, of unassisted goals. So our leading point totals are pretty low. And the leading goal scorers, Barzal and uh, Wallstrom, are tied for three goals. Yeah. I still, I think Nelson will probably end the year with the most goals, though. Maybe Wallstrom. Oh, he's streaky. So he'll, yeah. I, I think Brock has two right now. So it's yep. not like he hasn't done anything. He just kind of went absent for a couple games there yeah and, and i that's you know yeah that's normal um so uh i think we can go right into hot or not then if you're cool yeah. with that yeah, yeah yeah so i have uh i'll go first if you don't mind because i already started talking is so i have actually two maybe even three hot or nots and they maybe even four hot or nots because all right let's calm down now. <laughs> <laughs> um I was going to originally say the second line since all three of them scored, at, you know, at some point mm-hmm. this week. So I was like, all right, that's great. We I, like seeing the second line heat up is one of the best things ever because, uh, you, like, it feels like, um, 
it feels like a relief. It's a it's a weird combination of a relief that they're scoring and also like mm-hmm. as like good things to come because you know it's like they do get streaky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also can't. I have to mention Barzal has two goals this week, right? Yeah. So he's got to be he's got to be at least an honorable mention. And, and both then, of them were excellent shots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the third I was going to mention to the fourth line because they've just been hardworking, laying the body, you know, <laughs> finishing their checks, um, <laughs> like like crazy. Every time I see Matt Martin, I'm like. I just feel like it feels a little weird that he like practices MMA, but he's like hot. Like, I feel like that shouldn't be allowed, you know, but like, whatever. Um, you gotta be ready for those fights. Exactly. The the only guy he ever loses to fight to is on his team. I know. I know. Um, and then, uh, and then the fourth hot or not person who really should be the first is Sorokin for obviously two back to back or two shutouts back to back. Um, and I, I, I mean, I would be surprised. What did he have? Six shutouts in the shortened season last year. Yeah, I think so. Like he's, I don't, I'm, I would be surprised if he didn't beat that record for more than six shutouts this year. Mm-hmm. Considering here he has two. Feels like a, a possible breakout year, like a huge breakout year. Yeah, a, for a f- with- full eighty-two game season. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he had a, a little bit of a rough start, but I mean, I don't think anybody can blame the whole him. team did. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what would you say for hot not? So, um, fairly, I, I guess for me, pretty obvious, um, Sorokin, hot, uh, for all the reasons you said, um, but also... So we acknowledge like, that I have more hockey sense than you. It's not just the results. Got it, okay. Like, yes. Um, <laughs> so not just the results of, like, the shutouts, but he looks calmer. He is not overplaying his position, and it's putting him in a position to succeed, literally. Mm. He's in the correct position. Um and I guess there's not much more to add to that. He, he ever since probably the second game, he's been like like after the second game on, he's been excellent. Um, he I in in fantasy, he's the number one goalie in the league so far. Wow, that's not easy to do. That's crazy. Um, and this is great because it's a fun um, look into the future, where you know he's going to be the starter soon. He's eventually going to overtake Varlamov, and seeing him be the one for a few days uh for a week or two uh started off scary and has ended up being really fun to watch uh and he stole us a game in there he stole us the chicago game and in the other two games he was just excellent so that's my hot player of the week i guess the honorable mention would be bailey for for waking up in the way he did um the not player and uh, you know me I get on a player and they become a consistent member of what used to be called the Sinbin and what is now the not player of the week. It is Chara. Um, in that Vegas game, we had four penalty minutes and they were all Zdeno Chara. <laughs> now, the first call was pretty weak, um, but twice he made contact with a skater away from the puck. And he's Oh, wait. I, was that the Vegas game where he like he, he either misread the play or whatever? He like pretty much boarded a player. Uh, that was like well, the pass wasn't coming to him. Like he totally, yeah, yeah. yeah and just that I mean, was like, the Vegas game, right? That was the Vegas yeah, game. Yeah, that was really he. he bad. He's not doing a good job. Like I feel like for a defenseman like him, the best news is no news. Mm-hmm. You know, like the best thing is if I don't notice him, because that means he's <laughs> doing he, his job. And he's really tall, so he's hard not to notice. Or, yeah, the be- the best thing is not noticing him because he's doing his job 
Although this week I didn't notice him as much because after the second penalty, uh, he was basically in his own sin bin because Barry Trotz played him like four more minutes in the game, which is good. Yeah. Because you like he, this is Trotz, you know, he doesn't let anybody get away with that. Best player on the team, Barzal, he loses ice time when he commits penalties. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the veteran, probably the most accomplished player in the team in Chara. He sees the same penalties. So it's good to see that. Um, I guess you could argue, oh, but Josh Bailey was terrible and got moved up to the first line. I think that was more about um, getting the second line going. Uh, and also, it, I mean, it worked out in the Vegas game. So I would just I, look, I just trust Trotz with the lineup decisions right now. Uh, I think the, the great thing is we've found out that this lineup is very modular really early on. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, and I uh, yeah I would agree with the the char thing, and I don't. Would you say then that Green is almost like exemplary of if you don't notice him, he's doing you know like like nothing to complain about because I feel like at least we don't talk about Green too much unless he does something pretty bad or he's not playing particularly well or or at least like playing as well as like he has because like considering he's getting he's probably what forty now or yeah. so. Um, you know, and he's been, he's been, I think, extremely consistent, but every now and then he's either does something great or, you know, does something not so great. So yeah, I would, I guess, but that, that's probably also to be fair, more of a bias that a lot of hockey viewers, like obviously me included is like, you pay more attention to the offense, you know, that's mm-hmm. like where the exciting stuff happens. So, yeah, I mean, for, for the Islanders, I think the exciting stuff <laughs> is, is like, their ability to make a game boring, but for us, it's fun. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, that's like, if we find a way to win, like, I'm engaged, you know what I mean? Or if it, or or even if it's close, like, that kind of, that kind of game, you know? Yeah, well, in the Trots era, we've just become, like, fans of, like, dumping and chasing, which Mm -hmm. is not something anybody else in the league probably is excited to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, like you said, if you find a way to win, the fans will find a way to like it. I think so, yeah. I mean, I've, uh, I almost feel like a front runner in a sense because I really only started paying attention to hockey the past couple of years when the Islanders started doing a lot, a lot, a lot better. Just you? perfectly timed YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah they've exactly. Been, <laughs> they've been good as long as we've been here. So that we're so the, we can never leave. We're the opposite of Steve Dangle. Oh yeah. So why did he start doing it when the Leafs were terrible? I mean, they've been terrible the whole time. <laughs> Um, just at different points in the season. Yes. Are they terrible? Are they terrible throughout the whole regular season? Yes. And then now they're good in the regular season. They're terrible in the playoffs. That that poor man. Yeah. Um, but uh, but like I, the Islanders playing well and doing well throughout their regular season, obviously doing amazing in the playoffs, mm-hmm. is like I mean I I've had friends that I didn't even know paid attention to hockey that have now like started going to games and stuff, and it's like yeah sure maybe they didn't watch every game they but um but you know, more casual fans have been like really paying attention and engaged. Yeah. And the new stadium helps like, the visibility, Oh my God. Yeah. The visibility of the team is probably the highest. We might be, uh, we might be doing some type of virtual tour with the, uh, the new stadium. If we have time in next week's <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good, good teaser. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I think we still want to try to get there for the first game ever and talk to people. Um, oh, for the tailgate, right? Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, we don't have tickets for it, but like, just to go down there, tailgate, um, and have fun. Should we do a Belmont Bunch meetup? 
I mean, we could try. I, I, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you <laughs> and you're gonna be I, at the game or the tailgate, um, we might see you there. <laughs> I, I will say that's not me being not in usual non-committal just for non-committal sake. That is me because of my job makes me non-committal. Mm, so setting anything. What a perfect anything, so. what a perfect excuse for a non-committal person is to have a yeah. job that um, you know requires them to be non-committal. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, it's amazing for excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, oh. I think that, that leads, that bleeds into just the last general thought I have before we talk about upcoming games, unless obviously, you know, please talk about, uh, the end, we kind of finish hot or not. Mm-hmm. So the last yeah. general thought I have is that it seems like I, I'm probably speaking way too early, but it seems like the rust is off. It seems like, you know, like, like, yeah, sure. We're still working through things, but it's like, we have like, we have a, uh, we have a lifeline, you know what I mean? We're start, we won a few won a few games. We, we have, like, avenues that we know. I keep on saying we. The team and Trots have avenues that they know will work to get to get scoring going, or at least, like... We did it. <laughs> we did it, everybody. It's all up. All the hard work. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, yeah, so I'd say, like, we're, we're coming out of that, like, postseason, or uh, uh, what is it, like, playoff fatigue and mm-hmm. um, starting to really get into the season, uh, you know, laying the body, all that stuff. Yeah, they're doing they're doing the stuff that gives them success in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's called Stanley Cup habits. It's another thing that the Leafs coach was talking about in the um, All or Nothing Amazon. Series. I gotta watch this now. It's it's pretty good. Uh, and I, although there are two things, there's um, and you'll you'll love this as someone that's inter- you know an editor, um, professional they, editor. Every yes. Sing- every single time in the series. If you, if you did a shot every time they did it, you'd die. Um, <laughs> every single time they show gameplay and a, and a player shoots a puck, it's the same stock sound effect every time. And it's always the sound of a slap shot, even if it's a backhander, even if the shot was taken and goes two miles an hour. It sounds like it was shot out of a cannon and is hilarious to hear every time. You know, um, some say that's where the name the Kraken came from was from <laughs> the crack, the, the, the crack of the stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the other funny thing uh, about the Amazon series is Steve dangles in it a bunch. Oh, that's um, awesome. As like they, they're showing footage and it's like, here's what the fans think. And it's him going, it's ah! just, him. <laughs> um, Oh but, man. Uh, but also, so you see behind the scenes, like the coach um, saying, even when the team's winning and they were in first place for a lot of the year, they're winning games, and the coach is trying to say, hey, but you're not doing this. Hey, And he's, like, seeing the warning signs of, like, oh, we're not going to win in the playoffs because we're not scoring playoff-type goals. We're not holding teams. Like, when the Leafs would get ahead, they'd blow a, a bunch of leads. And he was like, these are things that, come playoff time, cannot happen. Right. And luckily for the Islanders, it feels like that's there, that winning culture where it's like, we know how to win in the playoffs. We're going to apply that to the regular season. Mm-hmm. It's part of the reason they don't win the division every year, right? even when they're good, is because uh, it's not pretty hockey, and sometimes pretty hockey in the regular season wins. Pretty hockey in the playoffs is pretty tough to win with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have some some ability to slow the game down. Uh, the, the last two years, the Lightning were so good because they look at the ways they beat the Islanders. They would occasionally beat us uh, at least once in each series, beat the shit out of us in one game like annihilate us score wise, mm-hmm. like just through offensive like efficiency. And in other games, they would beat us one, nothing on grinded down Islander like efforts. Um, that was game so, seven of the, yeah. yeah, that was tough to watch. 
So there are not a lot of teams that could win like that. I think everybody is trying to do that. Um, and I think the Islanders have the playoff part of that down. And there will be there's specific teams that the Islanders play weirdly against, like the Capitals. We always play high-scoring, ridiculous games for some reason <laughs> against the Capitals. And I'm actually fine with that because it's fun. You know, it's a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have that one team where it's like, oh, bet the over. This is going to be see, fun. See, that's like the – that's like – I, I like the the Penguins for us like against us and the right like so when the Penguins play the Islanders it's like the opposite where they end mm-hmm. up always scoring high against us yeah miserable playing them yeah well right but <laughs> except, it's like the, except yeah, in the playoffs depends on the perspective yeah which I'm that's that's when it matters so yep um so I guess the last two things I wanted to talk about which are both very very quick um the well the upcoming game we're playing Nashville um. I think Varlamov is going to start because he has been activated off the IR. Very excited for Ilya to get a rest, even though he's had a rest, you know, the last few days, us being off. Um, but um, just excited for Varley to get a shot, especially against a team that it's like, it feels like a good team for him to start off against. It's not a great team, but it's not a terrible team. So it, it's a good opportunity for Varley to settle in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ross Johnston got an extension. Yes. Um, four years. It is only a hundred K more than his previous four year deal. Uh, so it is funny. Just the fact that he's gotten two different four year deals at this point in his career. And if he were part of any other organization, he'd be an AHL, you know, that's not like, you know, shitting on him. That's more being like the Islanders value grit a lot. And they want it to be, I guess on a contract that, other teams don't want to so like if the islanders have to waive ross johnston now a team like toronto can't afford him because it's a little right, bit more expensive than they're going to want to pick up a contract for and they don't want to commit four years to ross johnston mm-hmm. and the other team the islanders are okay with it because i think we have a lot of money coming off the books next year with leo coming off and uh we have one other player coming off the books that i'm, I'm planking on right now but leo's the big like dead contract kind of uh, and we got rid of Lad, so the Islanders are going to have a little bit of money. And um, hope is the salary cap going to possibly increase, or is that? That's a complete who knows yeah. at this point. Two I'm years sure of league league revenue is going to be doing a little bit better with mm-hmm. fans back, but um, I mean, who knows? We don't know. I mean, I'm sure the Islander games will be packed because the new stadium. Uh, I'm oh gonna... yeah, season tickets are already sold out for the entire yeah. year. I'm well, interested to see how tickets. other teams' attendances are doing, but. Um, I think mostly people are really excited to be back. The reverse retros were made pretty much just to make <laughs> a ton of money while they could. And But um, on an anecdotal note about the reverse retros, we went to the NHL store, my brother and I, a while back. And the NHL store, the place you would expect to be a place that has the reverse retros, has none because of the shipping stuff still going on with COVID. So oh, maybe wow. the reverse retros haven't had the effect you know well maybe maybe like in the actual store you know but like if you order them online it might just take longer well they're not really available online right oh now wow i there's such a backup and there's also um i mean i don't i don't, I don't want to speculate because i don't know all of the reasons why they're backed up but i would i would assume some of it has to do with shipping i i mean that's almost definite um and then on top of that i i wonder if they just weren't prepared for like how well some teams did and how other teams didn't do with like sales 
I mm. can't imagine there were many Detroit Red Wings reverse retros sold. I cannot be convinced that there were very many. I'd love to see the data, I'm, but I don't think they would. Because companies only want to show data now when it's positive. Look at Netflix. Right. They only put out views when it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so um, that kind of a tangent there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the salary cap. But yeah, I think the salary ca- uh, cap. So what you're saying is that the salary cap is directly tied to how well the reverse, reverse retros retro. are. Gotcha. Absolutely. So, so they'll have an individually individual salary cap increase for each team based on how well their reverse retros did. Yeah. Which means that Toronto will have like an extra million, hundred million dollars or something. Free market capitalism. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That, there we go. For, for, for sports. Survival, the financial survival of the fittest. And I bet you now Adidas is feeling real dumb about making Detroit so crappy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. We, we disabled a top six, uh, like an original six franchise. Oh, wait. They already suck. Mm-hmm. right now currently see if they they should have gone both of it they should have just put a little caesar's pizza on <laughs> a, like with a red wing coming out of it that would have yeah. been pretty great hey marron, <laughs> marron. <laughs> i mean i can't do that that's not official italian pizza we disown it <laughs> i speak for all italians i speak for governor former governor andrew cuomo <laughs> when i say that's not real italian pizza <laughs> well i will not be tied to him so i am going to pretend he didn't say that <laughs> um remember kids remember kids first of all don't do horrible things second of all don't write a book um, just don't write books term. no no just don't, don't write books write, yeah sure. that that's fair don't read them uh, don't write kids them of america do not read books do not write books mm-hmm. books are bad yes listen to podcasts <laughs> consume youtube content uh so like anyway <laughs> uh i think we're we're losing it a little bit so that's probably time to wrap it up yes um and uh, any other, any any closing thoughts? Um, just happy with uh, the last week of play. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. I don't. I don't have to overdo it this week. Just happy with their last week of play, and uh, really looking forward to the next, or just the fact that they're over five hundred on such a long road trip so far. Yes, their current record is three, two, and one. So uh, and yeah, the Met- exactly. Metro Division's a beast again. Yeah, as as uh, we. We anticipated so. There's no no bad teams. Yep, um, except the Rangers. So, uh, <laughs> so that's that's, that's my closing uh, thought. Okay, morally yes. <laughs> yeah, but they're a morally morally terrible team. But you know, <laughs> I guess maybe the Blackhawks are the only more morally terrible team. In the yes. Moment. Well, the team. Well, the organ. Some people in the organization probably there, yes. There are also accusations that the players would bully the player about getting sexually assaulted so you know what the players might be involved in this too that is horrible yeah all right let's end this before it gets morbid um all right thank you everybody for listening or watching this is if you're listening to the audio version on apple Podcasts and or spotify or any other podcast uh app that that gets it um you can check out the video version so you can see tom and my face um and also see i have the nhl website open here and you know we can look at the schedule and some of the stats as we talk about it and if you're listening to the video version or watching the video version you can listen to the audio only version if you do not want to see tom and my's face um i will start tweeting the weeks that i have shaved before the podcast and the weeks that i haven't to help you coordinate that thank you everybody goodbye